0: and welcome to The Runs, the podcast in which we discuss great runs of comic books. I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. I'm your host every week, but I am your host, Ryan Alexander Tanner. This week, we'll be talking about the first six issues of Jack Kirby's Commandy. With me is Eric Larson. Uh, Eric Larson, what can I say about Eric Larson? Um, I actually got this off a bathroom wall, this... uh, so he started in fanzines in the early 80s. He uh, did work for DC and then Marvel and became a comic superstar in 1990 as the penciler of Amazing Spider Man. In 1992, he co founded Image Comics and he started one of the longest runs ever. You might be king of the runs, actually, or you're on your way with yeah. Savage Dragon. Uh, you've also written uh, other series since then: Aquaman, Wolverine. You did Defenders. It's Kurt Buse. You've done a whole. Bu- you've been doing comics for a long time, right?
1: Yeah, it's closing in on forty years. Is it closing? It's really getting close. <laughs> it's oh man, How... I'm grizzled now, I'm grizzled.
0: You're like the uh, the gritty reboot of yourself. <laughs> Good lord, I hope not. Do you think about that Dave Sim 300 issues though? Is that like a thing in your mind that you want to, you want oh, to. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the the benchmark
0: that everybody kind of is like, Oh yeah, I
1: want to do 300 issues. It's like, all right, let's see how
0: that goes. Cause you're about, you're like two years away.
1: Yeah, I'm a little more than that. The pace I'm going.
0: Well, you're <laughs> getting pretty close there.
1: Close. I'm working on 262 right now. So I still have like, 38 issues, which is All right. nothing to sneeze at. Unless
0: you're so inclined. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but today we're going to be talking about Commandy, Jack Kirby's Commandy. So, I'll do sort of like the overview of what it is, and then I'll ask you about uh, your relationship with it you know, Jack Kirby basically created the whole Marvel Universe in the early 60s, and then around 1970 he uh, left, I would say, over creative differences, Is that a reasonable explanation? I would say so. And then uh, he went over to D.C., and they kind of just let him do his thing, right? He's even editing his own comics at this point. <laughs> <laughs> which
1: Kind uh... of. Kind of they, they made it sound as though they were going to let him do his own thing, and then they got in the way. So, that's, so that goes. And eventually he was like, well, if I'm going to be treated like that here, I might as well just go back.
0: Well, it's interesting. Like, he's credited in all these early Kirby uh, DC books as editor also. Do you think that's uh, a and false?
1: It's it's true to a degree. Um, to Yeah, to a degree. But there are certainly things, you know, where... You know the the first cover, of the first issue of Commandy has some redrawing on the cover by Neil Adams. Like, okay, well, did did Jack ask for that? Probably not. Hmm, so, what did Neil Adams redraw? Some of the water.
0: Just
1: uh. just uh, Commandy was was a little small on the cover, and I think they had him redrawn a little bit. But like, that's not how Jack draws water at all. Hmm. Jack's water tends to be all. Well, it's kind of different. You can open up the book and see that it's it's uh, swimming with Kirby dots when he does it.
0: See, you made before we started recording, you made me nervous. You're like, what am I gonna have to say about commandy? And you're already a fountain of knowledge, or <laughs> just in the intro. So, but when he first came over to DC, he did the whole he took over four titles and they're kind of this weird yeah, Well, he
1: started three of them and took over one of them.
0: The coveted Uh, Jimmy Olsen title that everyone wanted.
1: Jimmy Olsen, which is just, you know, what have you got that's open? It's like, all right, I'll make something of this.
0: And uh, he made this kind of sprawling, bizarre epic, The Fourth World.
1: Yes. And I think Commandy benefits by... Not having any of that nonsense.
0: Uh huh. I mean, it wasn't
1: wasn't tied in with a, with a million other books and was tied in with zero other books. Um, there was no plan for it to tie in with any other books, as far as I know. Um, it was just completely self-contained, and unlike many other comics, the storytelling in it is very much uh, the camera is on commandy. One hundred percent, all of the time, mm. which is which is very unusual compared to other other comics. Um, most other comics will cut away, and you'll get like, "Hey, here's a subplot, and here's what this character is doing in this other part of whatever." Now we're cutting back to Commandy. and Commandy is really focused on, "No, this is our guy, and we're just going to keep following what this dude is up to the whole damn time."
0: Yeah, that didn't occur to me. But you're, yeah, that's, uh, that's again another astute observation. Eventually, eventually, he stopped
1: writing it, and and uh, Jerry Conway started writing it. And you notice when you get to that point, suddenly there are subplots, and mm. it's really, and it's kind of it's kind of weird and kind of jarring to go wait a minute, this guy used to be in every single page of this book. And now, you're, now we're following some gorillas around? What the
0: hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was wondering what the gorillas were up to, actually, when we didn't see them. Um, well, I don't... It, it's
1: really weird because you'll have, like, he, there's characters, there's recurring characters who do come back again and again, like um, Ben Boxer is introduced in the tail end of this book. I don't know how how much you want to go through it page by page, but... Um, You'll have it where like, he's introduced to Ben Boxer, becomes friends with Ben Boxer, and then Ben, at some point, they get separated. And then we just never see Ben for issues and issues. And we never check in on, well, what's old Ben up to? It's just suddenly he bumps into him again. It's like, oh, hey, great. It's great seeing you. This is awesome. And then they hang around for a while and then they get separated again. And then we don't know what's going on with with him.
0: Well, and so Commandy 2 is one of those like uh, stand in for the reader characters. Like it's kind of a, a world being revealed. And uh, commandy has yeah, been yeah, underground yeah. his whole life. So as yeah, yeah, yeah. we're seeing it through his eyes. He's discovering the world. We're kind yeah, of yeah. seeing what he sees. And
1: um, so he, is, he comes into it and he's unaware that, that animals can talk and are walking around or that all other human beings have been. Essentially, re- turned into like barely functional things. In in many cases, they're they're not thinking. Um, many of them can't speak at all. Uh, so the, the the ones he runs into who can speak usually it's very rudimentary. Uh, the first issue of humanity is great in terms of, of first issues and reading a first issue and getting an intro into a series and, and a good start as to what this is all about. Um, it sets up everything perfectly. It's a, it's, it's a really nice, like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then bam, he's, you know, he goes out exploring, having been uh, cooped up his entire life in, in this under, underground bunker community. Um, it's down to him and his grandfather, I think.
0: Yeah, wait, I want to, so real quick though, I just want to finish the context and then we'll get into the first issue. (laughs) So just that this is basically part of, the Fourth World books didn't commercially do that well. So this is like part of the kind of second wave of Kirby books. This and 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 the Demon. And this is his
1: hit. This is his hit. This this is is the, the hit. This is the one of all the books that really took off. Okay. And it's the only book which continued beyond his tenure on it.
0: Mm. And it um, was initially, it was like the editorial wanted like a Planet of the Apes type of a book. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's safe to say. And they, and they uh, kind of get that out of the way with the cover of the first issue by just going, look, all right, we, we understand there's some similarities here. Let's just put the Statue of Liberty on the cover of the mm-hmm. first issue and, and acknowledge that there's... There is some connection there, Um, and primitive
0: people, and it's sort of like instead of just apes, there's also Planet of the Apes and tigers and lions.
1: Marvel and DC, I think, were both vying for the license for Planet of the Apes. Uh, Marvel got it, and promptly did a book that didn't last very long. Sure, DC didn't get it, and Jack Kirby just kind of reimagined it and managed to do a book that lasted five years. I mean, it lasted a while and, you know, 19 issues beyond his, his run. And they really, it had to be pretty bad in order for it to be put down because it was, it was a very successful book while he was on it. And it took multiple creative teams in rapid succession going in wildly different directions to finally just
0: have them pull the plug. I feel like in contemporary comics, this happens with Grant Morrison a lot, and I can see it happening with the the DC crop of Kirby stuff, where it's sort of like so defined by the creator. I sort of like has anyone ever done Commandy well since Kirby? No, no,
1: no. And and there's very there are very very few attempts. They just did a round robin kind of series with a bunch of different creators on it, um, called the Commandy Challenge. In which they just had various people go. Okay, I'm going to put him in a precarious situation. Now <laughs> you take it, and, and it's like, well, the the old series might as well have been called the Commandy Challenge after Jack left, because there were creators who lasted on it for a couple issues. It's like Keith Giffen did, did a couple issues, mm. and Chick Stone did some.
0: So what is your relationship with this series? Were you reading these when they were coming out or when did you um, read Commandy?
1: I think Commandy was the first Kirby book that I was aware of. This is right when I started to buy comics. Mm-hmm. I was a little kid. And um so he was doing and I did not see every issue by any means. It was it was very kind of random happenstance kind of thing uh so i didn't get the first six issues as they came out
0: oh no those are the ones we're going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) but
1: i i I, you know my earlier issues i I couldn't even tell you probably which one it's i'm so i i'm so used to them and i've seen them so much and i've read them so much and, and they're so familiar to me that it was like, oh, what what ones did I read when I was a kid? I, well, I'm not 100% even sure. This was going. Uh, Mr. Miracle was, I think, winding up. Uh, Omax just started or, or whatever. So there was a bunch of those that I did buy, like, whenever I would see it. I'm like, oh, this guy's great.
0: I love this stuff. And I feel like Kirby... Is um, I'm trying to imagine being like a 10 year old kid and Kirby is at that time like the hot artist because I feel like anyone who knows anything about making comics has a reverence for Kirby, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I feel like as a, I was a kid, you know, later on, and uh, Kirby, I mean, maybe because they were older, but I think one thing to me about Jack Kirby is he has such a weird style that yeah. it's hard for me to imagine that kids like on the newsstand were like, that's the stuff I want to see, you know, can you kind of define that or? Well, the thing is to
1: think about it in terms of this, this stuff, which is successful. That's not straight realistic superhero stuff mm-hmm. because, you know, Scott Pilgrim is totally cartoony and crazy mm-hmm. and all over the place. And people go, i love that stuff and you know people love all this the animated stuff which is super cartoony mm-hmm. and a lot of work which is really kind of out there and like what you know the homer simpson's hand doesn't look like a real hand but we we accept that it's a hand because it's doing all the things that hands do <laughs> um, holding a beer and, and the same thing with with uh, Jack Kirby's work. It was it's super expressive mm-hmm. and explosive and weird. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you look at it and go, that oh, doesn't look like what a real hand looks like, and that doesn't look, look like what a real leg looks like. And everything about this is crazy, but it's a consistent world, and you just kind of fall into that universe. Where I, I guess I guess this is what guns look like, and I guess this is what cars look like. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm accepting every part of this. I guess every every wall is three feet thick and made of bricks. Sure, why not? And they get pushed down, and you can lift up a building by its side, and it's perfectly intact. This is awesome. So, like, you just I, fall into it. Like this is the world. This is we've established this is what all the pieces look like. And and you just kind of bought into it, you know, if that's your. And I loved it. It was just those were exciting comics to
0: Yeah. I mean, he definitely has both in the way he draws things, but also the the rhythm of it. Command, Commandy has a really specific kind of each page opens mm-hmm. with a splash page and then a double splash. And yeah, for the sort- most
1: part, yeah. There, there's a there's a real regular rhythm to it. And unlike some of the other books, the um the Forever People and New Gods and, and Jimmy Olsen even. He's he's setting it in a contemporary time, mm-hmm. so he kind of felt uh, like he had to use the the vernacular of the day. If you were
0: well, and I like Commandy definitely talks like a fifty year old guy writing a teenager in the seventies. Well, the thing
1: is, he's not he's not saying he, he's not being contemporary as much as like the Forever People were. Yeah. So there's not a lot of these weird anachronisms where you're just kind of going, that's not, that's not the way real people talk. What the <laughs> hell is that? Um, I, I think, it, I think it's one of the best reading Kirby books. If you just want it, to, it, because a lot of people criticize Jack, Jack's dialogue as being really weird and stilted and, and strange. And I think in terms of, you know, some of the other stuff, when he was trying to be contemporary and trying to write hip lingo, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't quite cutting it, but this, he wasn't trying to do that. And in OMAC, he wasn't trying to do that. And I think it worked better.
0: I think that's one of the questions of this run is like, he's credited as his own editor and, you know, does Kirby work better when he has kind of editorial oversight or does he need someone to script for him? And uh <laughs>
1: I think I he know. doesn't need somebody to script for him. And I think that when they I, I think other people can kind of get in the way. Mm. Um and, and what I th- and I also think that it's sort of this thing of, of these real extremes where you go, yeah, there's these parts of it that are really weird and stilted and and off in in, in books other than Commandy. There's stuff that that seem like weird and stilted and off. And then there's stuff which is really effective, like super effective. Like there is stuff in his Captain America run where this character called the swine is just is just being a dick. And he's so the, the writing of the way he's being a dick and the way he's torturing these prisoners is just it's so perfect. I can't imagine somebody coming in there and going, hey, let me fix that for you, Jack. And it's mm-hmm. and And I think that would be the problem if you had somebody else involved with this stuff, that they would feel like, I got to earn my pay here and start changing stuff that doesn't need to be changed, wherein the reality would be you could look through all his stuff and go, you know, maybe there's three lines per issue that could, could have used a little massaging so they're not quite as weird. And it's like, well, that's hardly worth
0: paying somebody for. And he'd been plotting forever, right, at this he'd point, been too. plotting
1: like, for a long time, yeah. yeah. It's hard to know just what he did, but uh, his and Stan's, uh, Stan Lee over at the Marvel stuff, their relationship was, became that they would talk through plots. Mm-hmm. And, and then Jack would go off and do what he thought they talked about. Um, mm-hmm. And in, in many and then he'd write all sorts of notes on the margins, and Stan would either use them or not. Um, in some cases, he would ignore big chunks of what what Jack had in mind, and then other times he'd stick pretty close to it. But Jack had been plotting out his own stuff for a while, and this series, when it starts out, you know, commandes released on the world he's going out and he's exploring he's been in this bunker thing his whole life but this is the first time he's been outside he's seeing the trees and he's seeing the birds and then he's noticing oh man new york is messed up and there's a statue of liberty is all leaning on its side and goes by new york and and sees some humans and human beings and he calls out to them, and they go fleeing from him as uh, as though they were you know pigeons that he is running through mm-hmm. or something it's like oh what the hell is that all
0: about what's well, interesting that's like the first four pages of commandy which would i think be yeah. like the first whole issue the whole first issue if uh came out now you know and we yeah. don't oh, see yeah. the whole backstory either where there's, he, there's so much
1: going on in yeah this. And, really and, and he's doing huge illustrations too it's mm-hmm. nice. so it's like there's a lot going on in a rapid succession and it's not like he's, it's not like we're getting like pages and pages of, oh, and look at that. That's Rockefeller Center. That looks weird.
0: It's <laughs> oh, sort of God, a tour. We see it's different like, places. The
1: tour is like, bam, here it is. There's this cool thing. Bam, now turn the page. Now there's this. Bam. And it's but like, it's, oh. it's
0: also like the whole setup is kind of, um, told in captions is something that just happened. Like his grandfather just told him, you know, da, 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 and then we see his grandfather yeah. after he's been killed for like one panel. It's like, but before yeah, yeah, we yeah. get into issue by issue, I want to ask you a couple things real quick. One is, so at what point did you, cause you said you bought a few as they were coming out, but you also said you've read them a lot you've got the issues, right? You looked at this and oh, yeah, time yeah. Time. I've read so, them. The at what point did you like collect commandee and just read the hell out of them?
1: Um, At some point in the, probably the early 80s. I think I got all of them in the early
0: 80s. And what was the effect? I mean, in terms of the the oeuvre of Kirby, do these stand out to you or were these of particular influence to you? Or how did they kind of...
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I discovered Jack, he was the man. (laughs) And it was like I bought everything I could, everything that I ran across. And to this day, you know, if, if there is a Kirby comic that I don't know or don't have, I will snap it up instantly.
0: Do um, you feel like Commandy stands out though, or is it just another Kirby series to you? Like uh, one it, of many?
1: It stands out just in, in that it's a lengthy series that he did on his own. Mm-hmm. So that's not like the other things. Um, you know, on, on Fantastic Four, he's working with uh, Stan, and Stan was having things changed and reining him in and doing some, some making some interesting decisions on a, a number of things, uh, rejecting covers and rejecting different things. And then, um, you know, same thing on Thor. There was a lot of that, which was being redrawn, rewritten, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he came over to... Uh, DC finally is getting a chance to write and draw his own stuff on a regular basis. And then he had uh, a couple of books that that tanked pretty quick, you know, 11 issues in and Forever People is gone and uh, The New Gods are gone. Mr. Miracle gets uh, re- uh, of rejiggered so that it's not so connected in with the fourth world stuff and becomes something of a different book uh once the other two no longer there and and then jack started adding other titles you know he started doing the demon started Mm -hmm. doing his second wave of stuff and commandy was the one that hit commandy was the, Mm -hmm. the big success story um
0: so I wanted to say, too, before we just get into the issues, because <clears throat> you have this in issues. And then so for me, I always meant to read these and I've had them on my shelf. And this kind of oh. uses this as an excuse to read them. Um, but I got the uh, DC did these Kirby hardcovers. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I've
1: got, I've got community in many forms.
0: But point. so they're on newsprint. These came out like 10 years ago. They're like yeah. printed on newsprint and these really nicely designed hardcovers that weigh like two ounces. Yeah, and this is like my favorite archival format ever of anything. Like, I would buy every comic in this format. I just think it works so well. It's as an object, and it looks yeah. kind of still it's, like how it's they look. Super
1: looked. nice. The um, the colors are a little off mm. in that they um, they they don't want to keep the hard cuts that all the the edges of one color meaning another color mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that, they went in and airbrushed it. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's kind of too bad that that's a little mushy looking. Uh-huh. Um, and then some of, the color, oh, yeah. co- some of the colors just aren't 100. They, they're not, they didn't nail them. They, they didn't pick the right color. Mm. So there's a few places along the run where you're like, ah, oh, that's too bad. And then they're, they're, they don't have the letters pages and stuff like that. So it's,
0: ah. Oh yeah, letters pages are you
1: cool. know, um, It would be, um, have been nice to have Jack's introduction in the first issue, mm. you know, but I bought them all anyway. So I bought I all that. original art to a bunch of issues of Commandy
0: too. So. Oh man, you're hurting me. I bet. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, if you bought them in the right year, right, you're like, I paid eighty dollars for that page. But, yeah, it was
1: uh, a situation where somebody was dumping complete issues,
0: and I had the money, and I was like, all right, I can't okay. even. I can't even hear yeah, about really that. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. But so, um, but I do think, well, so, and I bought the fourth, uh, the whole fourth world in this format. Yeah, 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 No, it's, these, it's,
1: it's a cool format.
0: Yeah, but I do think, I mean, I like them on my shelf and I like to hold them and read them and stuff. But I do think one of my takeaways from reading these first six commandies is I do kind of think that they work better as just a, like a single issue you read here and there mm-hmm. rather than like a book on a shelf that I don't know if I'll ever sit down and read through every, if I had these 20 issues like loose, I would probably like, oh, i am got a bus ride or I'm getting on a plane and I'll read a few here and there. But I don't know if it translates as well to this kind of archival book. It seems more like a pulp serial than like a collected uh, narrative well they
1: as it goes it does get a little more flowy where one story will kind of go into another when mm-hmm. you get into like the the teens there's a uh story it's sackers where where he's running around riding on a giant uh grasshopper and <laughs> <laughs> involved in a race and stuff like that and and it's it's pretty wild stuff and that's like four issues that kind of go one into the next Mm -hmm. And every story kind of does pick up like where the where the last one
0: yeah i just mean though that (laughs) i i thought these were such a joy to read and there's so much energy to them like they're really um there's like a wonderful quality to it but i just think as like a thing that exists that It's sort of like celebrating the kind of goofiness of comics in a way. And uh, rather than, you know, like something, you know, everything now is written for the book on the shelf and the collected edition. And yeah, these
1: weren't weren't written for that for
0: sure. No, these are more like pulp. It's like you read one and you, you know, you're done. Well, that's,
1: that's old comics though. You read the early amazing Spider-Mans until really recently they were never written as though they were ever going to be collected at all. Mm-hmm. You know, the first bunch of issues there, they're, they don't even have anything that's continued much at all. You yeah. Know? You read the first. Yeah. Bunch of issues of Spider-Man. It's like, Hey, that's completely self-contained. Awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's like weird inconsistencies and stuff. Oh Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, bad memories and not knowing what the hell's going on or (laughs)
0: and like no sense that anyone this would last more than two years, right? Like we'll do this till it gets canceled. yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean you start getting into the old Marvel stuff and it's like the first all the Stan stuff early on, it, it was essentially set in real time, where characters mm-hmm. graduating from high school and going on to college, and people getting married and having kids. And just yeah, like, the oh, first wow. like
0: five years of Marvel Comics is five years, and then the next fifty years is like maybe four more years. Yeah, yeah super yeah.
1: weird. Whereas, Commandy Commandi stays essentially the same age throughout. Um, it seems that time passes, but. You know, there's he's no worse for wear after at the end of the whole 40 issues. He doesn't look a day older than when he started.
0: They'd have to change the title. It's not the last man on Earth. You know, So he has a bar mitzvah in issue 39. He becomes the last man on Earth. Um, So, yeah, let's just get into the first. So, like you said, he's, you know, double page splash. of He's on a raft and he's in the flooded New York and then he sees the people and they run away. Uh-huh. And I like how it's like Commandy. that's a strange name, but actually it's Command D. And you're like, that doesn't mean anything more to me than Commandy. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> a weird... Like, well,
1: it's like, I guess there's various comm- various bunkers with different names, Command A, Command B, Command C. Sure. If, if you look on page uh, five here in the bottom panel, he runs by Command A.
0: Oh, yeah. Lower right-hand corner. So, so then a wolf it, man killed his grandfather.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's his first, inc- first encounter that, Hey, animals are, are, are people. That's his first one. Cause before then, you know, he, he saw people on the shoreline who are inexplicably dressed. I don't know who uh, one of them, one of the girls has a, has a bikini top, which was added by the colorist.
0: Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there's he finds a cool car, and so there's the New Jersey Turnpike. We get a little bit of a tour of yeah, stuff, right? We a
1: little, you know, it's like we get his grandpa who's dead. We just, we see that he's he gets to be a corpse for a couple panels, you
0: know. and then uh, and then we just keep kind of. Approaching these situations, there's like tigers are having a conflict with, uh, what are they, tigers versus um, leopard men, I think, or uh, a lot of horseback wars happening between different species of animal men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's leopards versus tigers.
0: And that kind of becomes the gist of it. It's basically like a road trip story, but he's not going anywhere in particular, and he just keeps running into...
1: Basically, he's trying to to see if there are any other people anywhere, if if humanity has survived to any extent. So he's just kind of the the entire series is him essentially getting the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, at the at you know the tail end of the first issue, they, there's a map that kind of goes here's a bunch of stuff, <laughs> and then uh, in years later. As the series had progressed, there was there becomes a double page map, which was like, and here's even more crap we're going (laughs) to explore. We're going to get to some of this stuff, so you get a sense, uh, you know, with the with the map in the first issue, the whole Dominion of the Devil is like, okay, well, that's where that's where insects are giant and running around, and people can ride them, and things are crazy, Um, you know, but it's like. So when we get to where gorillas are, you can be like, oh, that's where the gorillas are. That's where the tigers are. That's where the lions are.
0: Do you think that he foresaw do you think that he had like a plan going forward or do you think he just freestyled this whole thing?
1: I think that there was probably something of a pitch which would be this is what I want to do and th- and then he kind of put this map out and then it was like, all right, well, let's explore this map. And once we're done doing that, then we're, we'll have to start setting up some more stuff. Usually people will come into it with at least a few ideas of what the hell I got going on. So.
0: So I like this thing where the, uh, the tigers are worshiping a, it's like a nuclear warhead, right? Yeah. That was pretty cool just as a visual and as a concept. And then uh, Dr. Canis. Who's like a dog man, right?
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Every and, and you had that bulldog dude that was that bulldog dude is pretty cool early on, uh-huh. like just before the uh, just before the warhead. You had that and and command. It's like commandy doesn't give away that he can talk when he's in with a cage full of other humans. They're all like eating slop and and carrying <laughs> on, and commandy's just like the hell are these guys?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting, though, because it's a whole setup of, like, when will I find civilized people? And then he meets, what is it, Ben Boxer, right? So Yeah,
1: and it, so it's kind of... I, I thought that was a mistake, having Ben Boxer so early in the series. Mm-hmm. Although they do establish in the first issue that he is kind of a mutant. And he is like, you know, pressing his whatever you call that weird heart thing and...
0: Yeah, and he's basically a radio a radioactive man of some sort.
1: Yeah, at least there's somebody I can talk to that kind of looks like a human, but he's he's crazy and radioactive. And
0: <laughs> I love the inks on his spacesuit; the way it's drawn looks really cool to me.
1: <sighs> yeah, this is, it's all cool stuff. Yeah, I think just as as first issues, it covers a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place he gets knocked out he's he's uh in a cage. he meets other humans and, who are in a cage and and you know then he's he's just all over the damn place and by the end he's off with this dog dude <laughs> and, you know, and Ben boxer and, and they're just like, all right, well I guess I guess there's some humans here. This is cool. what's well, cool too.
0: Cause it seems to always set up like a new status quo and then it gets dissolved immediately. In the next, and then you're like, Oh, okay. This is going to be about him and this dog doctor and this Ben Boxer guy. And then it's like, nah, it's something else now. But, yeah. um, and the part where he gets knocked out and put in some sort of cage, that has pretty much it's every issue going
1: forward. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. he would be so brain damaged. If it was a real <laughs>
0: You get knocked out that often, you're
1: you're in for a world of hurt.
0: <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he goes and it's some a different. You know, the sec, so the second issue is the rat people, and then yeah. it's basically he encounters some new species of animal people, and then they knock him out, and then they put him somewhere, and then he meets someone, yeah. and that's kind of becomes the formula a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we get to find out that Ben Boxer can can essentially turn into the Silver Surfer when he when his heart is pressed.
0: Yeah, and do we, do we get a good idea of what his deal is? And then there's more guys like him, but where do they come from, or what's their deal? Uh,
1: A lot of that's not super well explained as to what goes <laughs> on there. Uh, this is what I mean
0: about just Kirby in an editor. Is like well, doing-
1: he, he, I mean, they do, uh, when he does run into Ben later on, they do go down to this tracking site place, where he where ben was raised so we do get some insight as to what the hell was going on there and what that radiated world what that radiated part of the world was like and you get a kind of a mutant kid with a big fucking head too so <laughs> oh, this is awesome can't complain <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's crazy ass stuff. It's uh, it's all
0: over the place. I mean, it, it kind of every page of this is like bananas, right? It's sort of like yeah. full blast and everything.
1: Everything. And 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 crazy weird like the cover of issue 2 has got this crazy perspective that doesn't quite work where you you're looking up at a balloon but not really. It kind of seems like it's falling over
0: on its side and <laughs> yeah. Way. Well, that's their ship, right? That's the yeah, which is expedition. just a, an
1: airship, which is just a big old bag of gas that they're <laughs> running around in. It's like, oh, look at these rats; they're they're all nuts.
0: So then the tigers come in, and then the dog doctor escorts them to like a submersible of some sort, right? So Ben Boston, Ben Boxer, yeah. yeah, Ben Boxer and Commandy. I love the visual of the rat underwater attacking (laughs) them. There's just, it's just a cool image. Yeah, And so, and then it's flooded New York, right? They're going through New York.
1: Yeah. They're going through New York and you get to see like, Oh, there's a little bit of this. Oh, this must've been something significant. There's all these buildings that are underwater. Yeah. There's There's the Marvel comics offices. A
0: rat in scuba gear and. And then they get captured by the rats and put in a yeah, cage. They get
1: captured, they get knocked unconscious with these weird bags over their heads immediately.
0: Rats playing poker. I like that one too. And uh, the underground subway, it's like the piece of New York that's not underground. And then it's just a lot of fighting and commotion. Yeah. And then there's more metal people.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, he runs into these dudes, and then bam, they all start becoming metal guys, and chaos ensues. So is he still with? They might grow on the moon. All right, so he's still with these dudes for the first.
0: first yeah, he's issues. he splits with them at the end of the second issue, and it almost seems like okay, Commandy's found other. Civilized people to go live with, like he'll go live in the sky with them or wherever they seem to go, and uh, uh, mission accomplished. But not so much.
1: No, they're they're in the third issue. Yeah, they're, they're roaring around in there. So,
0: oh, this is. I was distracted by this in the kind of preamble, the opening monologue of the third one, and it says it again in the fourth one. It's a world that has passed through a natural catastrophe of cyclopean dimensions. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Like those are not. That's not a sentence. Cyclo. Cyclopian yeah. Cyclope, just means the cyclops. It doesn't mean I like. I think he it means it like big. It. All right, but all right. I had to be. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to pull out my uh, BFA he had, for a second. Yeah, he,
1: he had. Yeah, he kept, kept reworking that same that preamble issue after issue.
0: Yeah, he uses Cyclopean twice. It just got, twice, got so. weird. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, we got apes on horses. We got another double page spread here, too. These double page spreads are great, man. Yeah. They're super cool. Really great uh, machinery and buildings and things. So then he's screwing around with the apes. Now we get to the apes finally, right? Give the people what they want. They want super intelligent apes. They want
1: apes. They want apes. Where are you at? You're in issue
0: three? So, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's taken to Ape Town, USA, ape Town, which is, USA. Uh, you know, we all we all I'm planning on going there. Yeah. We're, this still, summer. we're still calling it USA. That's good. And then he yeah. fights like a David versus Goliath style battle with is it Chaku? He's like the toughest ape.
1: He's the toughest damn ape. But you know what? I've got a I'm doing the David and Goliath thing and make my own slingshot.
0: <laughs> oh, and here's a page. Page 11, we see Ben Boxer and his friends with no commandy, So we almost yeah, get like it. a subplot a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then this weird creature, right? Yeah. It's like the... Uh...
1: <laughs> it's always something. It's like every page is like, and here's somebody running in something else. It's crazy. And here's... <laughs> yeah. It's another thing
0: it's completely it's, insane. It's the... um, but
1: yeah, I guess called? he does. I guess I, I was... I was, I was completely lying there a second ago when I said that they never cut away from community, but
0: you they... lied to me, Eric Larson. I'm, I'm hurting yeah, it's the, the Rockbuster.
1: Usually they, usually, yeah, they, they go, this craziness. Everything
0: so then the Rockbuster and then it's kind of leading up to the Rockbuster, then fights the eight. What's weird is that then the Rockbuster shows up again, but we never get a clear view of him. It's almost like not clear that it's the same thing we saw before. Because he's fighting this ape Chaku for pages, but it's, like, multiple pages of the Rockbuster, and we never really see him. He's always, like, sort of obscured. Yeah. And well,
1: I don't know. I not have figured it out too terribly well.
0: It's <laughs> like, ah, I'm not drawing all that. Yeah.
1: It's, like, ah. it's kind of got this big old tick-like body early <laughs> on, and then... I don't know if he's still his tick like by the time issue ends. I guess he's still kind of a big, big, crazy looking thing.
0: Oh, and they're in Las Vegas now, which is where there'll be the next few issues. Did he lose Ben Boxer and his buddies? So yeah, then they get issue four. Oh, issue four is cool because it opens with him reading an issue of the demon. That's pretty uh yeah. that's a cool. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then they're looting Las Vegas. So he's hanging out with Ben Ben Boxer, and I got to say, the
1: cover of the demon looks way better than any of the interior pages, judging from the, judging from that same in, in, drawing. <laughs> <laughs> It's drawing. Like, in this demon comic, here's an interior page that just looks like nothing, with no dialogue. I know. It's like almost like a you, good
0: plug for the demon, but then you're like, well, the interiors look like... Uh- <laughs> clearly,
1: clearly <laughs> subpar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there's any outstanding obvious. I mean, this is the thing, like, uh, going issue by issue of command, he's just running around doing stuff. It's not yeah. really like... <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's very much, it's a travel log. It's yeah, but, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then the we were done with that, and moving on.
0: Yeah, it's not like, over. oh, this is the issue about gun control. You know, it's like this, yeah. this, there's now like it's not topical or. Yeah, um, no, he doesn't
1: cover any anything like
0: that. But the <laughs>
1: finish mean, it, occasionally there'll be one issue. Eventually, they're they're mostly like two, three issues stories. Mm. Early on, they're they're like we just doing one we want to establish this one we want to establish that. um later on they they do kind of spill over into each other a little bit
0: do you have any memories from these issues of like the first time you read them like things that really like stuck with you or anything like that is there anything that particularly made an impression on you and i remember
1: issue 4 strongly uh and that cover and the just just that it's like wow look at how exciting everything is and then he's the background is is just flat red. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I, I, it was all just so ex- new and exciting to me. Mm-hmm. It was just like nothing that that I, you know, this isn't like the other comics that I was aware of. But it's also it's just really early on. Like what, what year is this? Like 72, I think 71, 72. 72, So I would have been nine years old.
0: Yeah. What so. else were you reading at this time?
1: Um, I, I mean, like I say, these were, I, I started on Commandy a little late because mm-hmm. I, I really started buying comics super regularly when I was probably 10, 11. Mm-hmm. So Commandy was kind of going by that point. Um, and I had a f- few scattered issues and it wasn't until he came back to Marvel that I was able to start getting stuff regularly because I couldn't even see the books regularly.
0: But um, you're going to like the, the local, you know, you're buying these yeah, at like whatever. at grocery yeah. stores or whatever. So what else is on the shelf? Like next to Commandy?
1: I mean, all other, what would, it, what would have been that, that year? I'm not even sure what, I mean, hulk i was a regular hulk reader i know that for as soon as i could be as soon as i was in like fifth or sixth grade is when i started getting into comics big time and at that point it was like my my brother had gotten a run on the hulk Uh i was like
0: oh man Consecutive issues. This is awesome. <laughs>
1: Whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is this is something new. I'm just know? trying to
0: get a sense of like what this looked like compared to. I mean, obviously, like all the Marvel and DC stuff was coming well, out it, at that time. But. It,
1: it all had the same kind of flat color. Mm-hmm. So, so that part of it wasn't uh, totally dissimilar. A lot of the uh, different artists, especially at Marvel, were heavily influenced by Jack. Mm-hmm. So you know, Herb Trimpy's is doing the Hulk and he's got a bunch of Kirby influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Buckler is over doing the Fantastic Four and he's flat out swiping from Jack's issues of the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. drawing the same panels mm-hmm. as what Jack was doing. So, you know, and a lot of the, the other comics that were trying to maintain the, the Kirby dynamics over at, at Marvel at least. So from my perspective, it was like, Well, the Jack Kirby comics at DC are awesome and everything else at DC sucks. (laughs) 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 The rest of this stuff is terrible. Um, Neil Adams was winding down. So I I, I only was able to buy one fresh Neil Adams Batman before he was gone forever. Oh. So it was like his last, I don't know if it was his last one but it was like he fights a, a werewolf in the story, and it's it's super awesome, and it's part of a 100-page super spectacular. And it was like, well, this guy's clearly the best artist in comics. Mm-hmm. He's outstanding. And then he just disappeared forever. He <laughs> was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll never see any more of this guy. And that was then, the
0: last anyone ever
1: heard of Neil Adams. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it wasn't until years later that it was like, oh, he did a run on x-men and he did all this other stuff and then they started reprinting it and then you know more recently they reprinted a bunch of neil adams stuff so there's a bunch of it that I'd, i had never seen before until it was recently reprinted mm-hmm. with all of the thing with a bunch of stuff redrawn in.
0: but so. i guess in terms of what's on the shelf like one thing that sets this apart is everything else sort of takes place in some something sort of like the world we live in. Right. Like, yeah,
1: for the most part, I mean, he was, he was doing OMAC, which was also set in the future. Mm. Um, but it was, it it was civilization and there were talking people running around. So it wasn't, it was, it was a future, but they didn't have cell phones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of future is that?
1: (laughs) What's going on here?
0: Oh, I wanted to say too. Going back to the issue, like on page ten, he's in like a basically like an empty swimming pool with a bunch of people, and the people are talking.
1: Yeah, there's it's pretty rudimentary stuff, and I think I was confused yeah, by, by this. That, point, by this point, he's separated from Ben Boxer, right?
0: Yeah, but Those I was guys just, are long gone. I was just confused because there's a sense that, um,
1: yeah, they can, they can, these guys can barely speak. So they've got a couple of, but there's there, they are forming like two year olds sentences. You know? yeah,
0: he's hurting us with his hands. That's very sophisticated. So yeah,
1: right. that's, that's a lot more. Uh, he's hurting us with his hands. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty much a sentence.
0: That's yeah, so because they keep, you know, the animal people keep being surprised by Commandy speaking, but then I was thrown by that. I don't know. Yeah, that
1: and then he runs into uh flower is in this issue and she follows him like a puppy.
0: So and we meet Tufton. Is
1: she she in this one?
0: Yeah. First we meet Tufton, the tiger guy, and I really like oh that's that's cool. I guess. Flower's the next issue. No, Tower, she comes in at the end of this issue, but first he meets uh, Tufton, the tiger guy, and uh, who pours some milk for him. I like that visual. <laughs> and then... Uh... They sort of have like a racial, some racial tension. You know, he says, I might add that we ruled this world when your ancestors were kept in zoos. Commandy says that to him, which is kind of of uncool, (laughs) you know. Whoa, hey, wait a minute, man. (laughs) But I like how they're kind of tense, but they also like, they sort of acknowledge that they like each other, too. I like the dynamic between the two of them. So then there's a big conflict between tigers and apes happening, right? Like outside. Yeah. And then he's in a cell with Tufton. And then he, oh no! So flower comes uh-huh. in issue five. Yeah, yeah, no, no flower. So commandy yeah. blows up this uh, spaceship that they have. It's like a rocket ship or something. Yeah, he blows it up, <laughs> and he just blows it up with a flame float thrower that happens to be sitting there. Yeah, that that was a bad move on their part. Yeah, that's a, That's shame on you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so then, him and Tufton are escaping issue five and again
1: this this cover has some alterations by somebody in the office i know what 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 was it um basically he didn't leave enough room for the for the the logo and stuff like that he drew everybody too tall
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they had to move all these animals in the background down a bit so some of that rock stuff that's back there was drawn by some other hand, and it's mm. it's it it looks a little weird and foreign to me. Mm. Um, the way that this this gorilla is holding this uh, club is just the strangest looking thing. right like the the whole bands on his arm are really going the wrong way compared to where his hand is oh yeah just like wow that is really messed up that doesn't work at all
0: it looks like every Rob Liefeld cover I've ever seen of Uh, him anyway um, (laughs) 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 would Jack Kirby get pissed when they messed with his covers or was he just like I've been in this industry for 30 years it's just how it goes
1: i would imagine that he didn't even notice yeah that somebody probably would have had to point it out to him yeah i don't think he spent a lot of time reading his back issues and looking through stuff yeah you know i think there was occasions where where we had mark Evanier and steve sherman there and occasionally they would go hey well, aren't you ever going to get back to this guy? And Jack would be like, "Holy crap! Yeah, because I I <laughs> he he had a he had a fight that he had set up in New Gods between a couple of characters, and then it was like two or three issues before he got back to the fight. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was a situation where somebody tapped him on the shoulder and said, "You ever going to get to this?" And he was like, "Oh,
0: Jesus!" <laughs> now, that was my sense reading the fourth world It was such like a freeze. Was it the second issue of, is it the forever people that introduces like a new character and it's just all about him for the whole issue. And you're like, what? Yeah, this isn't even bad. about the forever people anymore. It's the second issue. <laughs> like mantis or something. Yeah. It's just such yeah, a,
1: there, there was a bunch of that. There was kind of all over the place. And, and you can see that you were, it would have been nice if there was somebody who was over his shoulder, who he respected. Mm-hmm. That he would have listened to a little bit.
0: Because mm-hmm. I
1: thought, like uh, if you read Omac, the first issue of that is another, it's a great first issue, mm-hmm. and he introduces him as uh this guy who changes into Omac, and we get this really compelling story of Buddy Blank, who's this the the, the human who changes into omak by the end of the first issue and you go wow you really see how everybody is a real turd to buddy blank throughout this story and then he becomes omak and look how awesome he is as omak doing this crazy stuff boy how is it going to be when he's buddy blank again and you just don't see buddy blank again till issue eight yeah. and it's like well, that's the character identified with
0: yeah and you
1: just don't even use him for like Six issues in a row.
0: So he's doing four, like four comics a month, right? At this time for this whole era, right? I think he's. I think he's doing three. Okay, but
1: it's, it's a it's a ton of work.
0: Yeah. Because how do you think that would affect you if you're doing three books a month? Like, would you be able to keep track of them or?
1: Um, I I, I would. I, I have done it, and I get tired. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, at one point I was I wasn't writing them all though, but I was I was drawing Spider-Man and Thor and Savage Dragon simultaneously. Wow. And that was that was not a good idea. So I did (laughs) I did that. Basically they needed fill-ins on those two books. They were like, we've got we got new creators coming on board, we got an old creator who's leaving. We don't want to start the new creators out in the hole. So can you do three issues of this book? And it was Spider-Man. It's like, I can do Spider-Man. Sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> that I can do. And so um, they asked me to do that. And then, they were, and then they, they were like, oh, we didn't know you'd do stuff with Marvel again. Do you want to do three issues of Thor? Because we got the same thing going on with Thor. We want to pad it out so that the next guy is not coming in at hall. It was like, holy crap. Well, i have always wanted to work with Klaus Jensen he was inking for if If Klaus is inking it, I'll do it, and they're like, "Oh no, Klaus isn't inking the book, and I was like, "All right, well, if Klaus inks it, I'll do it, but if he doesn't ink it, screw it, get somebody else." and Then they came back and said, "We got Klaus inking. nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nice and oh crap, yeah, right. I got do three books a
0: month, yeah, so That's... I got
1: a little sense of what it was what
0: it's like to do that. Yeah. So could you have done that for like 15 years straight?
1: (laughs) It would be interesting to try. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He was doing, he was doing pencils and I was, I was inking Savage Dragon. So Mm -hmm. that was a little bit much to be doing one book where I had to be inking and editing and all the rest as well. Um, But yeah, doing three books a month where where you're just writing in the margins and and you know he's lettering it on the boards himself, mm-hmm. just writing on it, you know, and and drawing chunks of it at a time, just being like, oh, now I'll fill in the dialogue, now I'll get the next bunch of pages and fill in dialogue there. So it's kind of a chaotic way of doing comics. <laughs> Well and you feel I it, like you know. it. I like doing that. I mean, that's how I do that's how I do Savage Dragon. I don't I don't have it plotted out for months on end.
0: You just, I just start it. drawing it. Yeah.
1: And it's like, and then I write it kind of as I go. Um, there's no there's no written plot at all. I just start drawing the damn book. And then uh, you know, hopefully it makes some sense when it, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a fun way to do comics. It's like, I don't feel like drawing this anymore. I'm going to have a monster appear. Okay, cool. You know, Hey, suddenly somebody's bursting through the wall. Hey, there you go. Yeah. That'll things
0: up. There's an energy to it. I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> fun to read. They're fun. These they're consistently fun to read. I think is sort of the, yeah. the th- and also like, there's a thing. It's like, I don't know if I'd say it's campy, but there's a thing where you examine the logic of it. And it's kind of, there's something fun about that where it's sort of, I think Kirby, this era of Kirby really captures that where it's like ju- there's like actually incredibly sophisticated, like the quality of his drawings and the process and what he's able to capture. And also it's like insane at the same time. Yeah. It's like this it, weird.
1: It's super insane. And there can be these real weird gaps of knowledge where it's like, OK, clearly he doesn't know how those work. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know and it's like all right so that's how you think electricity works huh that's (laughs) that's an interesting thing all right yeah i guess gravity does work just like that excellent
0: why not (laughs) so i want to before we run out of time blast through these um so again i love the tension between tufton and commandy i just think it's really actually really well written too like that they're kind of like each other, but there's some tension and they're trying to escape. So this is where we meet yeah. Flower. So wow. like T- Tufton
1: is a teenager-like Commandy. Mm-hmm. And Tufton is the uh, son of Caesar, who's the tiger that he meets in the first issue.
0: Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, we're going to find that out in a few pages. Uh, yeah. But first right. we meet Flower, <laughs> who has an incredible superpower of her hair is glued over anything you can't show in a comic book she's topless yeah. but yeah,
1: she's, she's topless but but she manages to either be in shadow or have her hair just glued to her breast the entire and film.
0: sometimes it's like in a weird curved like it's almost styled that way it's really kind of yeah. incredible yeah so that's a fun visual so yeah and, and then, then he's <laughs> uh flower says a couple of words and Commandy's like well you know I'm, I'm a teenager. What are you going to do?
1: Hey, uh, I like this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so she comes with him. So then we meet, yeah, that uh, Caesar is Tufton's dad and he throws commanding in this sort of gladiator arena type thing.
1: <laughs> why not?
0: Sure, why not? And then, uh, and then Tufton saves him, which is very heartwarming, I thought. It gave me hope for the future.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. And Tufton's got kind of like a unique, like, way. He's sort of a nuanced character, I feel like, actually. He seemed Commandy's kind of a generic, like, he could be anyone. He doesn't really have a, even a distinct personality, really. And I felt like Tufton was the most sort of defined, sort of unique character that we got out of this whole six issues. <laughs> <laughs> that was my take. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Commandy uses a slot machine to settle the conflict between the apes and the tigers which again is totally insane but is yeah. kind of clever and really fun.
1: Yeah. And and that that it actually comes up as something functional like the first guy who pulls it if they get three cherries as though that happens
0: yeah ever
1: <laughs> it's like we know that this is supposed to happen occasionally but we also know that that doesn't really happen very often
0: that would be a weird result if they just both got kind of like ambiguous like three different things yeah, like right? i don't know okay
1: this is nothing that's clearly nothing what you got <laughs> bar bar and a
0: snail what the hell is that's <laughs> two bars you and so then Commandy scores a sweet ride out of it at the end. They give him some like a little car. Well, he
1: seemed that's seems like it's the same kind of ship boat or whatever it is that he was driving around in the first
0: issue. It's all but the he, same, man. I'm sorry, these are great, but it's the same. <laughs> he gets a vehicle. It's like he's, He always ends up back in
1: his same clothes with the same boots and the same holster. Yep. And, it, and it's it's, he's always riding around on this crazy looking car.
0: Well, this is great though, because then we get to issue six, and I was like, Oh, flower goes with him. So now there's gonna be a second character. I didn't know that. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is really a significant change going forward. Yeah, so. Here
1: we go. From
0: now on, he's
1: got a topless girl with him. She has no breasts at all. Like there's no there's never any hint that there's any so she is just as flat chested as as you could possibly be.
0: No, they're covered by her hair. There's like a Well, curve. I know, but
1: there's no, there's no like there's no curve, there's no like a, defining oh i see anything ever sometimes
0: Uh, there is a little i think and and commandy
1: is i mean nipple is so
0: yeah so why can't she just probably just the same i thought of that too yeah (laughs) he doesn't have nipples what's the problem um i like this double page spread of the dune buggy guys that's pretty oh yeah yeah that
1: is that's so crazy just the dune buggy guys just roaring in there I just so, love how explosive that—that's like it's sand, but it's just everything is
0: just like boom. So then they knock out Commandy, yeah, <laughs> and they put him in a—they put him in a zoo, which is yeah, uh, yeah. He's in—he's
1: cool. in a reserve there, something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we get the lions, and the lions are very different kind of—they're very subdued, laid back kind of. They're—they're much more. They seem much more intelligent than even. <clears throat> the 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 tigers and the gorillas did and they Mm -hmm. seem to be very thoughtful kind of kind of uh creatures you know and that they're they're protecting the wildlife and they've got uh they've got a zoo set up so that human beings can kind of live in their natural habitat so Mm -hmm. they kind of set that all up
0: I know, it almost seems like, and then he's got food, there's like a house with electricity, and it's almost like, ah, I might as well just stay here, and it's like these Pumas roll up on him, otherwise yeah, that might have been it, you know? Yeah. I, had a, I was wondering, do you think Jack Kirby ever got sick of just drawing people fighting all the time? Didn't seem like it. <laughs> I was wondering that for you, too, are you ever like drawing Savage Dragon and you're like, I don't want to draw a guy fighting again, or is it, is it stay interesting to you?
1: No. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, there are, but you got to draw something. And it's like, it's more fun drawing characters fighting than it is than I mean, because everything gets old. People sitting around talking gets old. Uh-huh. You know, if you had to draw kids going down. Going down a slide, you'd probably be like, oh geez, how many ways can I draw them going down a goddamn slide? <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, drawing people eating everything. Once you've done it for four years, 40 years, you go, how many different ways can I draw a guy punching another guy? How many variations of are there? And it's like, well, there's quite a few, as it turns out. But You know, you just try to come up with something some interesting way. And and when you do, you feel like this is awesome. This is some some new way of tackling the same thing,
0: you know? Is that what keeps it interesting over time, is kind of that challenge of reinventing?
1: Well, there is a definite challenge, but the real thing is, is when you do draw a panel where you go, I've never drawn anything like this before. Mm-hmm. That is like, that's like revolutionary in a way, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, wow, I've never done anything like this. This is, this is really cool. You know, there's a couple panels like that in, in Ant, the third issue that just came out and it was like, I've never drawn anything like this before. This is, this is super cool. And it's that's a fight cool. scene too. So it's like, I, I, I like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I've been reading your series for thirty years because it seems like someone trying to keep find ways to keep it interesting. There's that's interesting to read too. Um,
1: that is the challenge always, and yeah. then it, occasionally there'll be some storytelling challenge that I'll come up with where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta, I gotta try this out. But there was a short span on there where I was like, well, I've got, I, I had an an issue like the original art to an issue of uh, Thor. And, and so I was like, I'm going to, my challenge this month is I'm going to use the same panel configurations that Jack Kirby used in this issue of Thor. So if he does a full page spread, I'm going to do a full pager. If he does a six panel page, I'm going to do six panel page configured the same way. So I was like, I did that for an issue. And then the next issue came, and I'll just do the next issue too while I'm at it. And it was like, I'll do the next one too while I'm at it. So I did three issues in a row where I was just, there are three issues of Thor where you can go, oh, this is issues 155 through 157. And you just go, you know, splashes in the same place or whatever. But yeah, I mean, When I did the uh, bold new world thing in Dragon, whatever
0: this savage land, yeah, that was a whole I was, commandy. Yeah, I was kind of
1: doing a commandy riff where, yeah. hey, the world's screwed up, and everything's everything's damaged, and look how crazy it all is. But I, I wasn't. I didn't want to go as far as you know making it Planet of the Apes, but I did do giant grasshoppers and some some crazy stuff just because just to kind of go look this is what i'm doing here but I, I've, I've yet to do i've kind of wanted to do an issue at some point where i'll just be like i'm just going to be another artist this issue and just just ape jack kirby for the entire issue mm. but i'm first i don't think i could pull anybody off
0: huh.
1: that, so convincingly that you would go oh yeah that's that dude mm-hmm. um and so then I would be like, okay, this is, would just be kind of me drawing weird. What the hell is up for that? <laughs> so I don't know that I'll ever quite get around to it. I might do an issue at some point where where I'll do like, you know, er, every page is allegedly drawn by a different artist and try my best to be Gil Kane for a page and Salvi Sama for a page. I might be able to maintain somebody's style for – a page, especially if I'm just
0: ripping them off. Well, and you did the comic strips version of that, which was really yeah. that was something that yeah. was cool. It
1: took forever.
0: Yeah. And, sure. And
1: there was and there was a great deal of swiping going on in that, mm-hmm. and it took forever.
0: It was I I appreciated it. Is what I'll say. <laughs> I thought that was really remarkable. So I like this full page spread seventeen of Commandy holding the gun. He's all shadowy. That's a pretty uh, cool. Uh, I
1: like page seven. Oh, Where there's just this weird ass tree that is just the gnarliest, craziest yeah. looking thing. And yeah. it just kind of it's got a branch that wraps around a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on? And they, it's so big and so crazy. And, you know, Commandy is there in his car, like two inches away from a waterfall, uh-huh. which is just has managed to have a puddle it it, you know it it doesn't go anywhere it's not filling up the basin that he's clearly sitting in Ah. (laughs) it's just a huge torrent of water which is flowing off panel Um, these trees are so weird and crazy looking and then you know flower wakes up with her weird weird flower which is sometimes rendered and sometimes is really not like oh yeah <laughs> in that, her that, hair that, yeah there's a panel there where it's just a gob of stuff it's just <laughs> like oh it's red you get that it's a flower I guess
0: yeah if it wasn't in color it would just you would have no sense of it yeah so it's yeah. like
1: what, what the hell is this is, is she had a weird ear
0: that's sticking out of the side of the head <laughs> so what then is- he fights a bunch more people and then he finds the habitat and then the pumas roll up these people are way dumber than people we
1: saw earlier. Like they they're incapable of speech at all. Nobody's nobody's got a single word that they're saying, you know, they're
0: just making grunts and groans. And that's and why I was confused crazy. by the swimming pool people. Like, why are they yeah, the only, they're the I only think ones? To
1: it's speak. Because the swimming pool people have been around talking animals oh. the whole time. All right. So they've at least been exposed to the spoken word. And you know, maybe some of those talking animals are trying to train some of these to not be such weirdos.
0: I mean, it's also possible that we're thinking more about it than Jack Kirby did. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) that's viable. So then the pumas this is hard, man. This is hard to say out loud, but the pumas shoot Flower, Flower gets shot in the back, yeah, by the puma people, and uh, it's it's hard. Commandy's really busted up. You know that was uh, the only person he ever hung out with, really. So
1: yeah, this is it. It's only his only chance for a, a good time, I and mean, it just you know,
0: <laughs> he's the only person that wasn't disgusting. Or I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, like, yeah. you mean, the, the first well, first the pumas do roll up on him, and and he, he fights them off, and they and sends them. Scattering, but for whatever reason, they, I don't know why they came back. Like, there are plenty of other humans, which would be way easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, why is,
1: you know, I mean, everybody else is dumb as a bag of hammers and they're just, <laughs> you know, incapable of speaking barely. They're just making grunts. Here's Commandy using a gun and knowing, you know, knowing how to use it, knowing how to
0: point it at something.
1: You know, it's like holy crap, man!
0: Those pumas are just jerks, man. That's really those all pumas doing. are jerks. Yeah, you this
1: this weird Kirby shadow on on Commandy he's standing there with his gun. It's like this blackness is just kind of over, just strangely placed parts of his body.
0: Yeah, there's some weird What's obscuring it? throughout of uh, nudity and. There's, it's so, so it's an interesting yeah it's so
1: weird just the 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 pieces of it are are, are cool and crazy like i love this blanket that he puts over flower mm-hmm. it just feels so so thick and and it's like it's really got volume to it it's really like a uh like a thick quilt or something mm-hmm. that you put on her it, it feels like a sleeping bag, you know, it's got girth to it, mm-hmm. not you know, it's not clinging to her all, all, you know, and showing you her form. She's really like covered with this thing that's keeping her really toasty, you know, we've got the <laughs> rain that's going on outside, he's managed to build a fire because he knows how to do everything. You know, and I think
0: that's one of the things about Kirby is like, I say that about Bill Watterson's one of those guys too. He can draw a straight line and it'll look like Bill Watterson, you know, Jack Kirby can draw a phone or a dog or a fire and it looks exactly like he drew it. Like there's such yeah. a, yeah. everything has a, a really specific defined look to it. It's really cool. He
1: also will use like those Kirby dots. And, and it's like, you know, these, these, I put these dots on things and when they're colored brown, it's a dude's hair. When they're colored green, it's the side of an army tank or the, a helmet of an army guy. And when it's colored blue, it's water. And when it's colored orange, it's fire. And when it's pink, it's energy. And it's like, he just uses that same kind of texture or a similar kind of texture in a bunch of different ways. And it's like, why does this work so effectively in so many different ways? Yeah, sometimes it's space, and sometimes it's energy, and sometimes it's electricity, and sometimes it's fire. I don't understand why is this so perfect.
0: It's crazy, <laughs> yeah. So I would like to dedicate this podcast, though, to the memory of Flower because that was a. <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard end. That's, it was a. It
1: was a hard one, and yeah. you know, then, then the, the lions come in and save the day, and then. uh, I, I, yeah, it's. They pick up the flower from her hair and they're that's sniffing it. Sniffing you know? it's it, like, yeah. yeah. It
0: smells you know, like she, her she, hair that's never been she washed. Was, she was,
1: you know, straight up okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's you hard, know? man. Yeah, I'm getting a little emotional. Um, do you feel like? It's worth it to, like, read the whole run of Commandy. Like, do you feel like if you've read one, you've read them all? Or do you feel like it's No, it's too? awesome. Yeah. Oh, just it's keeps
1: so good. And it all goes right. in so many crazy directions. I think it's worth reading up until the point where uh, some, towards the end, somebody else starts writing it. And he still draws, mm-hmm. like, three or four issues that Jerry Conway is writing Mm -hmm. and at that point you go you know Jack is gone from this book at this point this isn't his book anymore it still looks like it and it's kind of cool looking but all of the you know suddenly there's subplots and suddenly there's pages where we're like well let's see what Ben Boxer is up to what's he doing over here oh and what was that gorilla up to let's check him out and, and he gets relegated to being not not as not a supporting character in his own book, but almost like he's just one of many characters whose life we're following now mm-hmm. and then and I mean it's it's all interesting looking at least up mm-hmm. until Jack is, and then the, the issue he's gone it immediately sucks.
0: Yeah it's There's like a four to or something issue. right?
1: There's 19 19 issues after oh. Jack
0: is gone. No, but I mean Kirby himself does like 40 issues of this or something, right? Yeah,
1: Jack does 40 issues. The yeah. last I think the just the last three he doesn't he doesn't uh write. Six, I think he doesn't do the covers. Oh
0: that's goofy. So it's
1: like uh I think his last covers. God, maybe thirty-three. So maybe seven issues are going to do the covers. Joe Kubert starts doing the covers in that.
0: Hmm. Everyone's invited to uh, continue run. So if you wanted the next six, I'd be up for it. These are pretty fun comic books. Uh, it's,
1: it's it's a great book.
0: Yeah. I, I would
1: recommend. Then the next six is is weird, and and the the issue after this sucks. Oh, this is like his <laughs> his, his first issue where you go. Oh, they could be not good. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, that's uh, this is the uh, yeah. The next issue, he pretty much does a faithful adaptation of King Kong, okay. And it and Commandy plays the part of Fay Ray very And it's just, it's like it's way too on the
0: nose, okay. It's like,
1: oh, in terms of everything, including. Uh, him being shot off a tall building by biplanes bi- and so it's like wow really really you're going all the way with that so yeah i mean it 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 gets better immediately after but but six is such a powerful story mm-hmm. that to to end this you know six issue run where you going oh wow all this cool stuff happens and then oh wow this issue's a total bummer what a what a tragic end! I'm still it's hurting, love the loss character. of flower. Yeah, and then and then media and, and then it's like, oh, what happens after this? Oh, <laughs> there's this terrible King Kong issue. That's cool. And then you know, beyond that, it it does get cool again. And there's some really, really, really awesome things that go on. Um, I've got all the original art. To four issues in a row, actually, Dang. five issues in a row, um, in which he go, where where he meets uh, this grasshopper named Click Clack, but he names Click Clack. The grasshopper doesn't talk, but he he rides this thing in a in a winner take all kind of race where other characters in the race are riding on bulls or <laughs> driving tanks. And it's just humans are basically being treated like uh, greyhounds in this thing. And they're all in this big, crazy, wacky
0: race. Yeah, it's like wacky races. Yeah. You know,
1: and they're all and it's like in a dog track and they're all just kind of going around in a circle. And and it's just all out. They're not even really racing. They're just kind of in a war with each other, just beating the crap out of each other. But it's sort of like the idea of, OK, this, the survivor can get past the finish line. And everybody else is. just messed up you know so that's that's a cool ass story and i've got all of that and then you know but there is there is an issue where he they did cover the watergate stuff in a very (laughs) weird way
0: that's uh, like that's cool like okay so there is a topical issue yeah
1: yeah there was topical at the time i guess he felt he needed to comment on that um but really, it's as though this great disaster occurred in 1972. Like hmm. technology this doesn't. There's little places where it's like, oh, there's there's weird robots here and there. But I mean, there, it's regular telephones that people are on. There's there's they still have dial-up when we see that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird series.
0: It's a weird se- Yeah. Do you have any, I know you, you warned me that you eat dinner at a certain time. So I'm yeah, watching the clock.
1: Be a, you'll be a bell that rings and I'll be like, all oh, right, I gotta go.
0: All right. So I don't want to get, so do you have any like final thoughts or, you know, what's kind of the, the significance of Commandy to you, or I don't know, do you want to say something about it?
1: Uh, I mean, it's a series that I, that I really love. And, and the, the nice thing about it is that it is a, Long series. Mm-hmm. It's a meal. Whereas so many of, of Jack's other books, you kind of get the sense that he had a, a lot more to say and he never got around to saying it. Mm. Like New Gods, you read, and it's like, wow, this really feels like this unfinished masterpiece. And when he did come back to it, his whole sensibility had changed so much. And Probably where he wanted to go, if if he knew where he wanted to go initially, it changed so much Hmm. that by the time he came back, it's like, all right, you finished it, but what the hell, man, that's not a satisfying end. Maybe It feels like he really had a bunch of stuff to say, and he got to say more than he wanted to say. And then towards the end, he was kind of like, all right. I'm, it's you didn't seem like he ran out of ideas, but he, but it, it definitely felt like he gave it his all and then handed it over to other people. Um, much as when you read the Fantastic Four, you're not sitting there getting to issue 102 and going, Oh man, I really, he had so much more to say. You kind of felt like he'd done a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and he'd even repeated some of the same riffs again and, and i suspect those re- repeating riffs came from stan rather than from jack but uh you, you know with community you kind of felt like man this is something this is really something you can sink your teeth into and it really feels like a real real significant run whereas so many the others just felt felt like they're abandoned mid book
0: it also feels really like top of his game, like totally unfiltered Kirby. Like yeah. And also yeah. I, I like that it seems like you can just pick up a random issue and read it and it's kind of satisfying on its own. I get that it kind of builds over time, but it's sort of it's episodic, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that's is that's cool. Um yeah, it's not it's not as episodic as you know, the early Marvel stuff where you could really just okay. And issue beginning, middle, and and we're done. Hmm. Uh, eventually, there are cliffhangers in in Commandy where, okay. where you know, like the 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 Sacker story where he's running around with a caterpillar or whatever it was, grasshopper. <laughs> uh, that's four issues. And oh, okay. those Do those do continue one into the next into the next? So, you know, the the race starts at the end of an issue where okay. like and the and it's like to be continued it's like okay let's see what this is all about
0: so when they reprint those do they come to you because you have the original pages or do they have them archived Um,
1: they've got stats of a million things okay yeah they've got they've got everything
0: so i know we got to wrap up i got a couple quick questions for you and then we'll get out of here um i'll ask everyone at the end do you have a a dream run you haven't done if like marvel or dc would just totally leave you alone and let you do whatever you wanted do you have like a thing Um, that you've wanted to do
1: i mean i'm doing it (laughs) my dream run is savage Run. i know you're going to say that but but, you you know know. it's like my i always wanted to do a run on the fantastic four i love that i always there's a bunch of them and the thing with with me is i'm such a fan of so many different things that uh i could i could do a run on captain marvel you know with, with, you know, one magic word, Shazam, whatever. I could do that. I could do a run on the Hulk. I could do a run on Wonder Woman. I would find something to say with, you know, Nova or so many of the characters that, you know, I mean, Jack Kirby did a first issue special characters called Dingbats of Dangerous. I know, we almost did Oh, I like, wanted to talk oh, about that. I want to do Dingbats
0: of Danger Street. Dude, I want to you read know? your Dingbats of Danger Street. I'm going to get a petition. But is that <laughs> sort of your, your quick answer? Is fantastic. You'd write and draw Fantastic Four? I,
1: I, I guess if a uh, gun to my head, you know, you can do any book, probably, you know. Probably the easiest for me would be Spider-Man, just because I'm so entrenched but in it. But you did it. But, but I, I kind of feel like I've done that. Yeah. But with the FF would be like... Yeah, I'll do the FF, and I'm not going to use any of Kirby's villains. I'm just going to make up new ones.
0: Oh, that's a cool, yeah. (laughs) It's like,
1: let's see how far, how how many I can do before I'm tapped
0: out. Oh, yeah, I like it. All right, well, I'll look forward to reading that. So what are you working on? You want to promote anything? I'm working
1: on The Savage Dragon, which has been ongoing for nearly 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I just started up a book called Ant, which is a character I bought from creator Mario Gully. And um uh, I'm having a you happy to have a due time doing that one.
0: So, <laughs> right on. You know, and uh do you, you wanna fine. do you wanna drop your social media or anything like that?
1: No, uh, whatever. At, are you, out. Are you at, at Eric Larson, Larson or yeah, it's like air I think uh Twitter, I'm Eric J. Larson, but you need yeah. to be able to spell both my first and last name. So well you
0: know, forget I it. Yeah, I'm for, yeah, can't do it. <laughs> and That's,
1: then uh I'm on Facebook but I'll, I don't I don't have any weird names on anything so yeah. you just, and, and all of my uh, pictures are just of my bald head uh-huh. so it's like oh I know what that guy looks like oh there he is and he's using the same avatar on everything so it's like right if you know what I look like, just look for that. And it's like, oh, that must be him. Here he is well,
0: off is. when you do a podcast like this, generally people anticipate a flood of uh, expanded following. So I'm just, right, you know, just so. trying to give you that in. You know, I'm just yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. trying um, to throw you a bone here, you know, so it,
1: it's, it's driving kids. When, when it right. comes back in June.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm going to give you a Razzie about the hiatus, but whatever. Um, oh, It's the only, it's been the only thing in my hold box for like five years. I literally go to the comic book store uh-huh. when Savage Dragon comes out. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, he
1: yeah, has a nice vacation. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm working on that, and I've been working on Ant, and Ant has been kind of coming out uh, semi-regularly too, so, you know, I got both of them going so hopefully I can get my act together that's I've done it before
0: that's all we can hope for and right. uh cool well thanks so much for doing this it was really all fun right. to talk all with you about commandy hear your two cents about it and thanks for uh 30 plus years of great comics man I really appreciate all it right. and with that we'll bring this episode of the runs to a close thank you for listening If you'd like to learn more about me and my work, my website is ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S-V-E-R-Y-N-I-C-E dot com. Also, I'm working on a comics biography of Muhammad Ali you can learn more about this project at patreon.com slash very nice where you can subscribe to both digital and print editions i can also be contacted at oh nice at gmail.com you can send me episode suggestions for the runs and if you send me an email saying you heard about it on this podcast i will send you a free digital copy of one of the chapters of the ali comic home base for this podcast is the runs.blogspot.com but it can also be downloaded or streamed on all platforms where podcasts are available. All the best ones. Please rate and review the show and share this podcast on social media and, more importantly, in person. Thanks so much and see you next time on The Runs.